And you're welcome to Racing Only Better ahead of Champions Weekend. We are very much looking forward to probably one of the best flat cars you're going to see anywhere so far this season in the company of Mr. Kevin Blake. Kev, how are we? Hello! Excellent, okay. you. Joining you from a car park for about the fifth week in a row. <laughs> yeah, 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 Kev. Just stay there, will you? I tell you what, every time I see you in the car, I just have this image of you as the bold boy who's been sent out, punished for doing something to D in the house. I don't know what it is going through my head. Sitting out in the car, punished, and off you go. We're delighted to have you. As we're Mr. Daniel Barber. How are we, Dan? Desperate Dan? I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm in good shape, and obviously we, we need to mark this great occasion. I'm going to... I'm gonna, Cut it short and hand on to the people the person people really want to hear from. And yes, hey. ladies and gentlemen, the return of the grumpy one, the cynical one, the one we have missed all summer long where it just has not been the same. Tony Calvin, TC, my good friend, or as you like to call me, the ginger wanker. How are you, pal? <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. I, I just <laughs> did. I've mellowed, I've mellowed, and you're now the strawberry blonde. Oh, the strawberry yeah. blonde. Well, the strawberry blonde wanker is better than the ginger, I give you that. Listen, it's great to have you back. Um, for anybody who, who hasn't been on Twitter or social media this week um, and want to know exactly what uh, our friend Mr. TC has been through over the last few months, betting.betfair, he's written a brilliant column about uh, what it's been like, I guess, uh, how rough it's been there, TC, and uh, you're loath to point out at the start, look, you know, this is not a kind of woe is me article, but it was just a fascinating insight for anybody who wanted to know exactly what someone in your position has had to go through over the last uh, few months. We're delighted to have you back. Uh, unfortunately, Dan Barber has completely eclipsed you now in terms of the runners and riders, the betting table, but sure, look, you're going to have to play catch up. I saw, I'm sure you're quite happy to do that. I actually <laughs> saw that you and Dan were in profit. I mean, what's yeah. going on there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've just been following Dan's tips, basically. <laughs> That's how it's worked out, so yeah. The rumour had it, you had a treble last week, you. <laughs> I did. The Tony Calvin special, a short price treble. I said, if Tony was here, he would have hung up in disgust long before I'm he... I'm telling you, it's a good job I didn't come in here a week earlier because I'd have absolutely carpeted you there and I'd have been looking even bigger fool than I normally do. I'll tell you I what, it, isn't, it, isn't it great to hear Tony Calvin's voice? I never thought I'd say that. It's, it's like yeah. mother's milk for the ears it's just we, we've missed it we'll be sick of it again soon enough but we've missed it I'll tell you what I don't want to be too self-indulgent everyone but obviously people sent I've noticed on social media people sent a lot of nice messages and I don't know bringing a tear to your eye and stuff like that but I just had, if you don't mind me for a second just to read out a few of those obviously we've been filling in the void while TC's not been here I just thought I'd read out a handful of of nice ones that I thought people if they've gone to the trouble let's at least acknowledge them here's one not listened to it since you stopped. So looking forward to your return. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Time to start listening again, TC. I can <laughs> finally start much. listening again. Wow. Time to start listening again. It's gone downhill since you left. Thank go. fuck. Genuinely, it ain't the same without <laughs> you, big man. And my favourite is, time to start listening again. It's gone downhill since you left. Although I wish Hugh Carhill was not the host. He hasn't a clue, overspeaks, laughs too loud, no understanding of the sport, and speaks too quickly. Hope you're well, pal. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you what, I've Listen. had four months off. I've had a lot of time to get a lot of pseudonyms on Twitter and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> I can fire out plenty more if you want. Listen, I wish my ex-wife would stop texting in and crap like that. It's just making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> that last three months That's right, your ex-wife. 
That's not your ex-wife. That's your current girlfriend, you. <laughs> anyway, it is great to have you back. I'll try and keep the laughs down to a minimum. And, uh, you know, you're right. I don't have a clue. Uh, and I'm still in profit. So make of that what you will, folks. But anyway, listen, we're going to kick on, uh, if you don't mind, because we have uh, a cracking card to get through. Unfortunately, we're starting with the bumper, TC. And, you know, you know how I feel about these things. It is, of course, the Champions Long Distance Cup, otherwise known as the bumper. Uh, it's uh, two, for, uh, two miles or just under. True Shan is your 6-4 to four favourite after what he did to Stradivarius the last day so the betting is probably right here there are our old friend Mr Stradivarius is 10-3 to three as things stand Hamish 11-2 Baron Samity 7-1 uh, Princess Zoe who ran a cracker over in France the last day is 8-1 to one, which might be a little bit of a bigger price and uh, Berkshire Rocker 14 so you can have what you like about the rest right TC welcome back kick us off with a bumper here who do you like? I think you've got to take on the front two in the market um, I'm a massive fan of True Shan, but six to four short enough. Not really interested in Stradivarius at seven to two, so I think it sets up nicely, um, you know, for for an outsider uh, and an each way play. Um, like I said, I, I I think if you if you look back at that Cadran where they finished one two True Shan and Stradivarius, it was a hard old slog that day, and um, you know maybe maybe that might have taken the edge off them. The the two I like is is one's been found in the market in the last, you know, 24 hours or so, and that's Baron Semedy. Now, um, he's obviously a fresher horse uh, coming into this. Good third in St. Ledger last time. Looked a bit, a bit rusty there. Looked a little bit awkward as well. Has raced a bit lazy in the past, so I quite like the angle of them putting first-time cheap pieces on him. Um, I'm not sure who the racing manager is, but uh, the one negative there, Joseph has got a terrible <laughs> record for first-time cheap pieces. He's only 5 from 91 in the last five years or so. So that wouldn't give you any positives there. But obviously it's all about the horse and I do think the cheap piece will suit that horse. Stepping up in trip. Um, I think if, you know, the eights has gone this morning uh, with a sports book, but I think seven to one each way three places is still very fair. And I've taken a way, I'm gonna, I've already backed him uh, and I'm taking a really wild old string with Tashcan here. Now I backed him 80s four places yesterday and the sports book is still 66 to one uh, each way without uh, True Shan, and they're fifty mm-hmm. to one each way without True Shan and Stradivarius. Now, oh. clearly Tashkan's got lows to find, but I do think a more positive ride over two miles is going to see this three-year-old step up a bit. If you look back his Melrose runs and his run behind Monobo uh, at Longchamp last time, uh, like I said, I, I think if they get him, they get stuck into him a bit earlier. And, and I know there's three other pacemakers in the race. I think they ride him more prominently. I think he could really step forward. Now he needs to, but obviously you're being compensated by, by a massive price. He, I, I made the point about True Shannon Stradivarius, you know, they're having a quick turnaround. And, and obviously, you know, um, Tashkan ran on that card as well. But if you look at his, um, you look at his record, he, his two wins this season have come after breaks of 14 days and 17 days. So he's quite a hardy three-year-old with a few miles on the clock. But I think a strongly run two miles more aggressive ride I think he can step forward and if he hits the frame without the favourite and the and the second favourite then I'll be quids in so I'm playing Baron Samadhi and Tashkem without the fans lovely two big ones uh, picking up from where you left off great stuff uh, TC Kev I, I think it's important to mention as well like the ground is not normally the bog we're going to find uh, as Champions Weekend in, in previous years like it, it is I think you know on the good to soft side over there uh, which uh, probably not ideal for Princess Zoe I know um, Tony Mullins likes it um, the more rain the better for her I'm still interested in her though at 8-1 to one. what about you? Um, 
I don't know, Hugh. I think she, she had her day when she won the, the Cadran last year. Um, it, it hasn't worked out to be a great Group 1. You know she ran great in the in the in the gold cup but right ask it in fairness to her but I, I think that i don't think she'll be winning another group one and this is effectively a group one and um, you know it's officially a group two but it's a, it's a group two with no group one penalties and it's it's a group one essentially you know and everything but name in terms of the ground yeah like it, it's it, there's been no rain all week but there's been heavy dews every morning so it's been quite slow to dry out and it, it's going to be the easy side of good i'd call it nearly no excuses ground it should be lovely um, so, look, um, Trushan, we all know, is really, really effective on soft ground. He's not going to get that here, but I think he'll be fine on it. If he had a low draw, I'd consider, consider him an absolute good thing. He's probably going to win anyway. Um, but look, as TC says, the price is he's fully found in the market. Um, Stradivarius, like his loyalist supporters, will be hoping that, you know, they look at last time and say, right, maybe Frankie got to the front too soon. Maybe he can get a bit closer on, um, on less testing ground. But yeah, it would, wouldn't be for me at the price either. Um, and look, look, Baron Samady, um, TC made the case. Um, look, going back to this trip, I think it's going to suit him. He's quite unexposed over it. Um, we did a bit of jiggering and pokering this year just to try and establish, you know, exactly how effective he could be it's like the shorter trips and you know we've, we've got the answer he's going to be a two miler and um, he's traveling a bit better these days than he used to but i think the cheap pieces will do no harm because he if you if you can get the video of it actually with him winning over two miles of belmont funny because he, he he's a gas horse like he'll, he'll, he'll do funny things when he when he gets to the front he'll hang a little bit and and have a little bit of a seemingly have a bit, bit of a wobble but um he, he stays forever in fairness um the run at the curve was very good last time and you know Stiff two miles, um, low draw, plenty of pace in front of him. Um, the boxes look ticked now for a big run from him. Uh, Dylan Brown McMonagall rides. He has a retainer with the owners and can't claim his three pounds, but knows the horse really well. And is just a very, very talented young lad. So he's no negative. And then, yeah, hopefully he'll run it, go and run a big one. Just Lovely. a quick one, okay. Kev. Have you, have you worked, worked the horse at home in those cheap pieces and in the lead up to this? I would have had a look at him, yeah, yeah, but the type he is, TC, you'd always hope, like, if you looked at him as a three-year-old, like, there would have been a strong temptation to put him on him back then, um, yeah. it was just a case of, of holding off until you felt you needed them, because he was yeah. kind of taking such steps forward that you didn't want to kind of go too soon with the cheap pieces, so I, I'd be pretty hopeful, though. well, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be confident, to be honest, that there'll be a help to him, it's just a case of how much of a help. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Dan, where have you come down in this one? I was six to one after doesn't other really. I, I'm I'm against the front of the market too, just on the basis that price of course, but they have had hard enough races in France last time. I know he appeared to win with complete ease, true Shannon authority, but that was off a ten week break. He's now being asked to turn out two weeks later. He still posted the joint biggest figure of his career in line with that Ascot race this race last season. So I don't think he'll get away and just breeze out of that and be no problem and he is a price now it's clearly got to a point hasn't it where the market respects him more than Stradivarius the, the whole public have come round to the idea that the, the best stayer around is definitely no longer Stradivarius it is true Shan I didn't think Princess Zoe was completely out of it to be honest she was a she was mayor for me who absolutely thrived on a rating last season and she's just not had that this time around they've been 50 day breaks here 50 day breaks there I reckon the quick turnaround is less of a concern for her than it is the other two potentially. And she wasn't a million behind Stradivarius in the end. We know she, we know she's effective at Ascot. She was pretty unlucky when she was second in that messy Gold Cup. And I, I basically had it down to we, the two I wanted to play at the prices. 
were Baron Samedi and Princess Zoe each way, but because Princess Zoe at the moment is three or four points bigger, I'll go with the I'll go with the mayor. Can okay, I give you a stat that's going to upset you, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Tony Mullins hasn't had a winner on the flat since Princess Zoe won the Cataran. <laughs> and I think, he, and I think, and I, and I think he said one over jumps. There you go, right, lads. We're going to kick on with loads of talk about two o'clock in the car. <laughs> is the there you go, there you go. Just make an absolute shit of what Dan just said. Two o'clock, the British <laughs> Champions win stakes. Uh, group one over six furlongs. All your research gone down the pan in one swift sentence. Uh, two o'clock, we're playing uh, five places on the bet for a sport book for this one. Again, fast horses need only apply six furlongs. Group one, uh, Dragon Symbol is the head of the market at four to one. Art Power, nine to two. Rohan, nine to two. Creative Forces in the 13 to two, uh, as is Minzal, and it's 10 to one bar. Right, Kev, kick us off with the fast horses, please. Who's the best? Oh, jeez, if you ran this 10 times, you'll get 10 different winners, surely, won't you? Right. <laughs> this, is so, this is so hard. It's yeah, really, really so hard. So keep it, keep it brief, um, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it brief. Look, I've the ones at the front end. Like, Rohan ran a freakish race last time, really. Um, worth watching back. Like, he, it's hard to know exactly, but I'd say he lost 12 lengths out of the gates. Um, in a in a group one sprint over five furlongs and he's only beaten two. You know, he's run a huge race. You know, six is more his trip than five anyway. Um, he seems to really enjoy the track at Ascot. So, look, you're you slightly worried. He, he's always been a bit slow from the gates, but you're slightly worried that he might do something stupid at the gates again. Um, hopefully not that bad, but he of the front end, I, I like him. Um, and of the bigger prices, I thought Happy Romance is, is going the right way. Um, look, she's not... You know, hasn't done it at this level just yet, but she was only beaten a length in the Haydock Sprint Cup last time, and that represented improvement. Her run before that represented improvement, and her run before that represented improvement. So she's coming up the right way at the right time. Um, I think course of distance will suit her. A little bit of ease in the ground, no problem. Um, and yeah, at this, at the, you know, she's not a giant price, but of the of the double figure prices, she was making the most appeal. Right. Okay. What about yourself, uh, Tony Calvin? Who do you like in the fast ones? Only apply, please. Well, you look at this race, and Kev touched on it there, run it 10 times, get 10 different winners. I mean, the, the, the official ratings pretty much back that up. You've got 10 horses within three pounds of each other um, uh, on, the, on the ratings, and it just looks an absolute minefield. The Betfair Sportsbook are, are paying five places as a result, so, you know, that could lure you in. I don't have a really betting opinion. I think you want to be drawn high. Now, you have got some low-drawn horse, low drawn horses like Glenshill, first-time Blingis in two, and last Empire in one. But I, I, I've got you Art, Art Power in 20, Happy Power in 19, Gustavo Weston in 16. You've got a load of horses. All the big guns, I think, are drawn high. And I think Rohan um, could well be the, the one to come out on top. I, I, just tell, I, I spoke to Ryan yesterday, um, and he was quite... Um, he was quite chatty. You um, must. I, I said to him, I said, Ryan, before I keel over, I've been working for eight years. I said, give me something. Give me something. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, uh, and um, no, he was he was quite keen on Rohan. Um, okay. Obviously, obviously, he he he, he could ride to keep busy, but uh, obviously that's a bit out of form. But he said, Rohan. He said, he said, there's two horses in here. Uh, that could be better than the handicap marks, and it, obviously he made the point about it being a much for much from a ratings point of view. He said the two horses with upside from their current uh, official rating. He said Art Power. He said he was very impressive with the car last time, and Rohan, um, obviously. Um, so he, Ryan was for him for a, for a race that competitive. Yeah. He was he was quite confident about a big run from Rohan. Lovely. Okay, that's uh, that's definitely worth taking note of as well. So yourself, Dan, again, wide open here. Have you a strong view? or? 
Well, I'm, I wasn't sure about the draw, to be honest. Not sure of TC anyway. Like, historically, single figures have had a good time in this race. This season would suggest that high's the way to go, but it almost feels like a bit of an anomaly, this meeting. I don't know why that, that tends to be. Um, and a, a, a couple of the pace angles are dropping in trip. Azano is a bit of a head case, and he's a seven furlong horse, but he's one, I think, probably has no choice, will go near the front. So there's him and Glenn Sheel amongst the lows, and then amongst the... The highs, this Highfield Princess, who likewise is dropping in trip. So I thought there was a fairly even spread across the park, and I just think this sets up perfectly for for creative force. I think a stiff six is absolutely what he wants. On the face of it, he's stalled since he's gone up in grade, but I don't think it was a tall disgrace. Soft ground, seven furlongs in the Lennox when Kin Ross was a place ahead of him, and. The fifth at Newmarket, another really good run in a deeper field than this. And then he's finished sixth in the Sprint Cup on firm ground, which surely didn't place enough emphasis on stamina for him. He's in five, so I'm hoping that it is an even spread. Obviously, I'd prefer it to be a, a bias low, but Team Buick here for me. Hopefully, edge himself back up to winning that title as, as a couple mm. of us would like. Lovely, yeah. It's going to go right down to the wire, it looks like, depending on what happens uh, today, Friday, today of recording, obviously. Right, gents, we move on to the... Uh, what, 2.35 is the British Champions Phillies and Mare Stakes. Uh, it's a mile and a half. I think this is going to be a very short conversation, Dan Barber, unless you think that Snowfall won't win. I mean, I'd be very surprised if anybody on the panel doesn't think, unless TC goes Whoa. looking for value somewhere without the favourite. But Snowfall, for me, even at 8 to 11, Tony Calvin is going into my nap of the weekend. What do you think, Dan? Uh, yeah, I'm the, I completely agree, Hugh, but she's just, she's proven already that she's in a different league to the other fillies, and yes, she's not made the impact that many might have hoped at Longchamp on her last two starts. She was turned over by Tio, and I don't think she showed her form there at all, but even on the arc run, where she was six of 14, that's, none of these would have been anywhere near the finish in that race, so no. I think she turns up and she probably wins. I've not delved deep enough to think which is the best horse to back each way if you're looking at the without favourite market, if they were going to offer okay. two places or so, but yeah, it should be a, a fairly routine win for the filly, I think. Kev, did you just make a noise to intimate that you don't think that she will win? Ah, sure, look at you, yeah. Look at her best, she bolts up clearly, but um, she hasn't been at her best the last choice. Um, you know, the Vermeer, you know, excuses were made, but at the end of the day, she took half, you know, she took nearly all of the straight to get by Laja Khan, who she'd been kicking out of the way all season. And the arc, you know, she arrived there to run a big race. She was upsides the winner for memory and just didn't, you know, her finishing effort was, was, wasn't brilliant in the final furlong so look she might go and win she might she could run to the same level here and probably win but um eight runners you know odds on fav each way bandits each way thieves each way scumbags unite this will be a yeah. race they'll be getting excited about and you know um, you could also look at without the fav markets etc uh, and i like invite um she's only rated 103 now but i, I just like her profile i like her um she's coming in here pretty fresh um, and there was an awful lot to like about her performance at Chester last time. She went and took on uh, the older boys and, and she went and gave Alonak and Wells Fargo a, a right stomping. You know, had a lovely spin around the inside, um, took time to get open country and put the race to bed very quick when she did. Um, she's clearly on a big upward curve. And I just think this race will set up for her. 
Um, she's drawn two. You know, Laja Kond is in there after all the, the hooping in the hand about Laja Kond and Snowfall and Frankie and Holly. Um, one imagines Laja Kond will go a good gallop and Mystery Angel is a front runner in there as well. So between them, I'm hoping they go a right gallop, which is what Invital will want. Um, John Egan will, will hunt away there in the inside and look to bring her with a, with a late run. Funny enough, John Egan hasn't run a hasn't ridden a group race winner for 15 years and he's got a right chance in the group one here so that would be a story in itself 53 years of age maybe he hasn't ridden run. a group one winner because he's just no good and he's not going to win one this weekend you ever thought about you ever thought about that kid He's a good sire anyway, I think we, we, that we've established that, but um, <laughs> but look, I, I, I think she'll run well. Look, she okay. could run a star, she could run the race for life and finish second to Snowfall, um, and if that happens, so be it, but I think she'll run very well. What do you think, TC? Snowfall or bust? I think, um, I think Kev's got a cheek having a go at Dan for uh, uh, not uh, uh, tipping a trainer who's not had a winner for a year. <laughs> And he tips a jockey who hasn't had one for 15 years. <laughs> he, didn't even have a, he didn't even have a son at that time. David Eagle wasn't even born. Um, he has lots of stakes winners now, just no group winners. <laughs> uh, Snowfall yeah. is obviously the, uh, the only downside to Snowfall. Um, is obviously it's the 13-day turnaround. And I'm just worrying whether this is a bit of an afterthought because we, do, we did lose the, the, the two anti-post favourites for this race, didn't we? Free Wind and... Um, the um, the Irish horse name escapes you Le Petit Coco and Le Petit Search Coco. for a Song was it? Yeah, yeah. Search for a Song was was a no show in here as well. So whether they're coming in here on the back of on the back of those they heard there's no show, so they thought it's an easy Group One. Uh, I'm not so sure, but yeah, on all no form she should win with the quick turnaround. Do you want to take five to six and maybe shorter? Maybe not. I, I think a lot of people might play this race. I mean, obviously, if you are going to play this race, there's a non-run eight, it scuppers the each-way fevery that, that Kev mentioned. But that said, if you are going to play it, wait till the each-way market on Betfair exchange comes up because the, the, uh, the, the places will stand there uh, if there's any number of non-runners. So that's, that could be the way to play that if you're playing each-way. Mm. I can see an angling here, though, if you don't like Snowfall. We think that, that Snowfall's going to underperform. I can see some people kind of like doing the Alba Flora invite, uh, reverse forecast, a uh, mm -hmm. couple of five-to-one shots against against the Fav, but it's not a race I've played in. Um, okay. Lovely, lovely. We'll, keep, we'll move on, so, because um, this one's a cracker. Um, it's the 310 on the card, then it's the Queen Elizabeth the second stakes. It's over a mile. It's the younger horses against the older horses. Palace Piers, your six to four favourite at the time of recording. We have the up and coming Nick Lightfoot's Love Child by running at two to one at the time of uh, recording. The Revenant is eight to one. Master of the Seas, eight to one. Alcohol Free is in there at nine to one. And it's 16's bar. Right, TC, are you going with the older aforementioned Palace Pier or the young Buck by to come in and stamp his class all over uh, the older books who do you like in this one no very similar to the, the opening race where i think the two short price favorites at the top of the market make an attract each way play very attractive and the one that stands out for me uh is master of the seas uh now obviously his his guineas second where he traded freeze on in running uh to poetic flair really is very well now he's i don't know what how why he was off uh, for, for all the summer but um, I do know he shaped pretty well in the Joel States when third to them battle now that was a little bit disappointing because he was he was getting weight there and he did look a little bit awkward um, but he didn't get the best of runs in the closing stages and he was looked after a fair bit 
Um, so I, I think if he comes back to that early, early, early classic form, I, I think he's got real chances in here. And what really fascinates me is that they've taken the hood off. Now, apparently, this horse worked really, really well on Wednesday morning. Um, apparently, it was a bit of a new market buzz horse on Wednesday morning after that piece of work. And, and maybe they worked him, they worked him without the hood, and, it, and he went well. And, and obviously, the, if that's the case, I'm, I'm just wondering whether they'll go forward on the, on the horse here, because there's not a lot of pace in this race. Obviously, the owner mate, Ben Bassel, um, you know, can go forward, but not always. So it'll be interesting to see how they ride Master of the Seas, but no matter what the tactics are, I think eight to one each way um, mm. is the way to play it with Master of the Seas on that on that new market run and on that run after a, back after a break last time. I think he's very very interesting without the headgear. Okay, Kev, what do you think? Uh, I, I I I'm undecided with this. So I'll probably wait until Saturday before I decide where I'm going here. Have you made up your mind? And if so, where is it going? Yeah, I'd be with TC and taking on the front too. Um, look, Palace Pier. Look, he's only been beaten once in his life, but I've always thought that he had vulnerabilities um, that, that haven't always necessarily translated to defeats but I just I, I don't know if he's the superstar that some have him down as um, look he's, he's been he's has a nice he's a bit of a cliff horse for you Kev bit of a cliff horse for you bit of a cliff well, horse does he style a race in as much as I've anything taken him on it? a few times that's it he, look he misses the kick he doesn't always travel that smoothly um, you know I just uh, I, I know and I took him on at Ascot up. this year on a country <laughs> ground <laughs> you know I just look the, sur the surface should be ideal for him but you would say that he up the straight track at Ascot he hasn't exactly set the world alight has he you know he was beaten in this race last year he was pretty workman like I thought in the in the Queen Anne you know probably on ground that was quick enough for him in fairness but I don't know if I think he, he's probably happier going around a bend um, but look I've gone with the Revenant I've gone with the Revenant. I know some people have him kind of typecast as a, as a mud lover, and he is, but um, I think he's perfectly fine on this type of surface as well. And I just loved his run last time. He's had the exact same prep the last three years for this race, running in the, whatever it's called, the, the Daniel Wilderstein at Longchamp. Didn't win it this year, but probably ran as well as ever. Should have won. Um, I don't know if Olivier Pellier was just being kind of overconfident or he was kind of didn't was conscious of not giving him a hard run on his first race for, you know, whatever it was, four or five months. But he was slow asking for full effort. He rode him a bit more quietly than usual. He was slow asking for full effort. He flew home and was only beaten a, a short neck by Real World, who, who's a very good horse himself. So that should put him spot on for this. I'm hoping and anticipating they give him a more forward ride. Um, like there isn't a heap of pace on paper here. And I just wouldn't be shocked if we get to halfway and um, and Frankie and Jim Crowley are kind of looking at each other back in the back third of the field, waiting to see who's going to go first. And meanwhile, the Revenant is, is well positioned up front. And he'll be a tough one for them to peg back, I feel, if it pans mm. out like that. So um, okay. each way alternative to the front two, the Revenant for their Frenchies the way, for me. The way you are about Palace Pier is the way I am about Novak Djokovic. No matter how many times Djokovic wins or how good he looks doing it, I just don't like him, so I cannot appreciate him. It's the same with Palace Pier, Kev. No matter how many times he wins, you just don't like the horse and you will never appreciate the full value of them. Dan, what about you? I thought we might all be heading towards back towards an old chum of ours, Lady Bothorp, in this race at the prices. I've sort of decided it's a similar scenario as the lads that rather than have to pick between the first two, one who's established, one who's very exciting, I'm just going to take them out of the equation and I'm going to back Lady Bothorp each way and hopefully if they put her without Palace Pier Market, I'll do the same in that bit market as well. Okay. Uh, I think I like the fact she's had a break 
the second in the lock-in. I mean, she shaped tremendously well that day and proved herself that she is a top-level performer. She proved that again at Goodwood. I don't think coming back to a stiff mile is any sort of issue at all. And the day she ran here wasn't wasn't the brightest ride, was it? She ended up going right down the middle of the track when at Royal Ascot when the bias all week was on on either flank. So I thought she was overpriced at 16. You just know what you're going to get from her. And like a lot of these, she's she's fresh enough. She's been she's not been seen since the end of August. She's, okay. she's 10 to 1. She's 10 to 1 free places if you want to back her each way without Palace Beer. Very good. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's, that's price. tempting. Okay, the uh, 350, ladies and gents, is the Kibco Champion Stakes, the feature of the day in a day of brilliant racing. Uh, a mile and a quarter, just under to be exact. And Mishrif is her current 6-4 to four favourite. Adair, 15-8, to eight, very little between the top two in the market. Dubai Honour is at 7-1. to one. Adabe, 15-2. to two. You've got Silaway at 11-1, to one, and it's 20-1 to one bar. Um, Kev, you know, um, is it between the front two in the market, do you think? Uh, it's a cracking race, obviously. And if it is, who have you come down on? Ah, fabulous race, you. Uh, struggled with it. Struggled with it. I find myself wanting to side with Adair. Um, but yeah. I, this prep would just make me nervous. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just a better horse than Mishriff. Um, and I, I, I think he'll be fully effective over 10. But I, just this prep now would make you worried. You know, interrupted prep going into the arc. Hard race. Only 13 days ago. You know, Mishriff's had a lovely prep in that. He, you know, this this has been the intention all along. So it just makes me windy about being strong, uh, one direction or the other. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a swinger. So get get your get your laughing bones ready, lads. Get get all the abuse ready because I'm tipping Al Azzy <laughs> each way. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that. <laughs> Is uh, obviously he's become a bit of a laughing stock this horse. Um, uh, the the Archibald of the flat he was called after his last run you know bridal pants etc all sorts of names um, but I just think there's a bit of an angle to him like he's a very good horse it's easy to forget like he was highly impressive winning a couple of group threes earlier this season um, he nearly won the Coronation Cup pile driver got back up and beat him um, you know second to Saran Priestley after that in messy races um, and look he was gelded um, and look, he, he, he came there traveling in the Legacy Cup last time and didn't find it all and everyone laughed at him. But it was quite quick after he was gelded. His connections felt he might have needed the run a bit. And look, he's coming back in trip. You, you might remember when we re reviewed that race, I was crying and calling for them to drop him in trip. Um, they've done so here. He has the benefit of that run under him. There'll be absolutely zero pressure on Jim Crowley. So I'm hoping he rides him really quietly, um, drops in. There should be good pace in front of him and just rides him to, to make late gains. And I think he's got a lot of talent and I think he could pick up quite a few pieces late on and potentially get involved in the finish. Okay, lovely stuff, strong case. What about yourself, Dan? Are you going front two in the market or somewhere else? I can see that, but I just think I think Kev's summation at the start was spot on. Whether you think Adea has a slightly better horse than Mishriff or not, and I think whichever way you view it, you can't say there's much between them. I just think one of them, the percentages are, is more likely to give his running than the other, and that's Mishriff. Adea's coming into it off the back of a pretty punishing race in an arc, race of changing fortunes where he stormed into the lead and got tired, basically, and was worn down late on, coming back 12 13 days later is soon enough whereas Mishriff has clearly been prepped for this and I think he's been handled brilliantly all season by Gosden to be honest he's clearly brought him to a peak again he, I think he ran him unfit in the lock in in the in the eclipse he then was second to a day trying to give him the weight more weight I think than he's given him today and on Saturday sorry and then he's come back and looked 
I thought he looked better than ever at York. I thought he was sensationally good. The turn of pace he showed to open up. Uh, from yeah, I know Alanka didn't do much for the form, but we we know what a level of animal he is, and Mishriff just completely swatted him aside. I think it comes down to that, but the market has taken the same view as me, so I don't think I'll be punting in the race. Okay, lovely stuff. And final word to you, TC, my good man. I know you're a big Mishriff fan, but are you with him at the price? No, not at all. I think there's. I think this is the most wrong price on the card, and it's a Dave at fifteen to two. I think he should be more about a, a seven to two poke. Everyone's got him. I think everyone's having got him marked down as a complete mudlark. The mudlark yeah. did in this because it's what he did in this race last year. I mean, obviously, and on that, on that, on that beating of Skeletti in this race last year. I mean, he's basically the same horse as 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 Mishriff and and a day out, but. I can't, I can't get my head around this fifteen to two price. I mean, I mean look at him. I mean, he's look at his record. Good to soft ground. He's perfectly, he's perfectly at home on that. And if you look back at, you know, some of his runs in Australia, I know a lot of people decry that kind of form down there, but he's got form on decent ground there. And the soft ground in Australia is apparently the equivalent of good, of good over here. Um, but and he's been winning in, in good in Australia now. He's had a, he had a one run back. He won his uh, Grade One in in April. He's, his first run back, he finished second to Sir Mark's Basilica in the Clips, where Mishriff, obviously a, a rusty Mishriff, but so was so was a Dave, was a was a neck behind him. And you know, if he comes back to his form of this is this race last year, then you know he he really is a seven to two poke. Man, I can't believe he's fifteen to two, and I cannot believe that stablemate Dubai Honor. It's a shorter price um, mm. in the betting than him. Um, I, I defy anybody to tell me why this horse has been priced up at fifty to two. Um, I've had a I've had a fair go on him at fifteen to two. Um, Lovely. Each way, TC. Yeah, I backed him at each way, but I've also backed him at um, I think I've got uh, eleven uh, win only on the exchange as well. So I've gone in win on the exchange and uh, and each way as well. Uh, completely and utterly. The best bet on the card at fifteen to two. It's it's a it's a crazy price. It makes no sense whatsoever. Just look at his profile. Good to start. Yes. We'll be fine. Lovely, strong case for Adabe, uh, fifteen to two at the time of recording. Right, gents. The last race on the card then is the four thirty, the Balmoral Handicap Stakes. Five places on the Betfair Sportsbook. So each way thieves get your cash ready. Uh, Stunray Major is your nine to four favourite for John and Teddy Gosden. Frankie on board. You've got King Leonidas at eleven to two. Nugget in honour of Tony Calvin at 7-1. to one. You've got Aldari at 15-2, to two, Sir Busker at 14-1, to one, and at 16's bar. Right, Nugget, you kick us off there, Nugget, with this Nugget. Are you looking in the mirror when, you, when, you're, when you're saying that? The Golden Nugget. The Golden Nugget, yeah. Um, now he's nugget. got a very good chance. He is, he's actually my saver in the race. I, I backed him at... Uh, 10 on the exchange this morning, Nugget. No! He's got, he's got, I think he's got a lot going for him. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, his profile is just one of continual progression. Uh, one well off of the back of a break at, at Haydock last time. Has gone up £3 for this and he's now on a career mark of 104. But I just think I just think a strongly run mile round here is really, really going to suit. Hopefully he just haven't hit his ceiling uh, on the handicap mark. But I think he's a, I think he's a horse going places. But... Um, I've, I've gone to the uh, the without uh, favourite market because obviously half brother to Kingman only four starts a pound went in Sunray Major is is a massive massive runner here um, and but he's you know he's three point nine on the exchange he probably hasn't done it um, on the clock either so I think he's on balance I think you've got to take him on 
And the one that stands out to me is Dassin Roger. Now, I'm going to back him without the favourite because I'm really worried about that. You can get 22 to 1 each way. Um, one really well at the Shergar Cup meeting uh, on the round course here. It's £5 higher. Hopefully, he's been put away from that since August and it hasn't been a problem. Uh, and I just think it's far too big and hopefully he's drawn in the right place. Dassin Roger, for me, is my main bet in the race with Nugget as a saver. Nugget! Love it, TC. Go. <laughs> Absolutely delighted with that. What about yourself, Dan Barber? Who are you going for? Uh, well, I can't leave Sabuska at his price. He's Ascot straight track record. He's tremendous. Third in a Queen Anne at the Royal Meeting. Back in handicap off 111, having basically running races that don't suit these small field tactical group races. One at Standown, one at Salisbury. CB, so one of the first ports of call. I just think he's guaranteed to run well. But I, I, I'm going to double down on Nugget here, gents. I, I thought he was vulnerable at Haydock off a layoff. I wondered. I think me and Kev both wondered where the hell he'd been. Because he was on the up prior to that, he should have won that first Cunt Cup. Watch your, uh, watch your speaking there. And um, I just think he's a very progressive horse, a very progressive horse who's fresh for the time of year. And he's just showed up first. I thought these big field handicaps are actually what he wants, not that small field tactical race that he found himself in at Haydock and still managed to win. So uh, I think Nugget is a more likely winner than Sabuska, as the market, of course, suggests. But I'll, I'll be back in the pair of them again. Right, okay, Kev, last word to you. Joseph has raised you in this race. Any interest at 18 to 1 maybe each way? Yeah, sure, look, the draw, I don't know if, if that's a good or a bad draw. Um, time will tell, but he, he definitely is worth his chance. Um, he ran very well at Galway last time. It just didn't go his way. Uh, if you watch it back, like he, he's a horse that kind of, he likes a bit of space and a bit of open running, and he didn't get it there when he needed it. Um, I finished off quite well in traffic, so he's worth a shot in here. The ease in the ground will suit him really well. But to be honest, and, and I haven't get, you know kind of got to find Lancer stage, but uh, I have a short list and Nuggets at the top of it. To be honest, so he's probably going to end up being my selection. We, we better mention it because uh, the, the lads have gone for him as well. Um, I took the chance on him at Haydock last time. Um, Long-term listeners will remember, and he just got the job done. And like Dan says, um, you know, he just he's he's just the type for this sort of race. And uh, we found out after he won at Haydock that he got struck into in the Thirsk Hunt Cup. Um, so that's why he disappeared for a while. Um, and you know, he seems reasonably handicapped still this type of race should suit him well um he, i'm hoping he's in the right part of the track but um, i think he'll, he'll run a big one hopefully excellent okay gents that's uh champions day done and sorted all that remains is for your naps um tony calvo would love to know my short price treble brought me up to plus one two six last week dan's <laughs> plus 11 kevin is on zero zero and tc you're picking up from plus four two one holy mother of mary <laughs> right tc our honorable guest back in the hot seat go on nugget give us your nap of the weekend a day 15 to two each way should be seven lovely Win in place at Dave, uh, 15 to 2. Um, Kevin Blake, you're not, please. You know what the hilarious thing is, is even if we took a tenner off Calvin for every week he's been away, he'd still be behind my laptop. <laughs> 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 go on, um, go for. I'm going to go for the Revenant um, win and place. Okay, and Dan Barber? I'm going to go for Creative Force in the champion sprint, 2 o'clock, win and place, please. Okay, and I'm going to throw one completely left field, which is very unlike me. I'm going to go in the champion stakes. Bolshoi Ballet at 33 to 1 oh. win and race. Oh. Jesus. I tell you, I have a feeling, I have a feeling this horse is going to run a, a huge race this weekend. Bolshoi Ballet, 33 to 1 win and place, please. It's my nap of the weekend. Um, TC, it's brilliant to have you back. On we go towards the jump season as well. Uh, everyone listening, enjoy uh, Champions Weekend. It should be an absolute belter at Ascot on Saturday. We'll be back at Wade in on Monday morning with the aforementioned Tony Cal 
Calvin and Kevin Blake to go through everything from the weekend and more besides oh, and uh, Calvin has months and, and months of ire stored <laughs> up for Monday lads so it's going to be oh. explosive <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, it's just going to be Tony having a rant for an hour and 45 no, no. minutes I've, 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 got, I've got the running order one racing league two racing league three racing league <laughs> can't wait for it Hashtag enjoy the weekend Calvin loves the racing league <laughs> enjoy the weekend gamble responsibly as always great to have you back TC we'll talk to you Monday <laughs>